We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Currently, where we talk all things Kansas City Current and NWSL. Uh, it's me, the man, Daniel Kuzer, here with his his buddy, Christopher Wright. Chris, what's Happy New Year's, man? What's going on? Um, it's great, man. Uh, I went to bed at probably like 11.40, um, so I didn't even make it to New Year's. You Well, I didn't make it either. No, we're not supposed to make it. <laughs> When you're in, when you hit 30s, you're not supposed to make it. What am I saying? We're going to be 40 soon, so let's I, let's calm down. I try, I tried. I gave it a valiant effort. Just just didn't happen. You actually tried. That's well, good for you. Yeah. I I don't even remember what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> probably just probably video games or something. I don't know. I've been playing that Call of Duty, man. I've been in the game. I've been deployed for a little bit on the campaign mode. I've I've uh, been at war, so it's been a whole thing. We we need to link up and play co op. We need yeah, we'll to do see. it sometime. Sounds uh sounds tough. I don't want you to make fun of me. So okay, I probably would. <laughs> I'll be like uh, I'm Oscar Mike. I feel like that's what people say. That's what people. That means you're on the move. <laughs> In case you didn't know. <laughs> hey man, you eat your black eyed peas though for New Year's. You're supposed to do that for good luck. What? Oh, are you kidding me? You're supposed to eat black eyed peas on New Year's Day, and you'll have a year full of luck. Is that a thing? I feel yeah, like you're it's making a thing. it up. Well, that's why you're very unlucky. I, I that, eat my black eyed peas and I, I win, I win things. <laughs> That's also very true. And I didn't eat them this year though. So I'm, I'm doomed, but yeah, I've been doing it for years and uh, just, you know, slipped my mind. It's a thing, probably a Southern thing. I've never heard of it in my life. That's all so. right. Kansans. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hey, I feel, uh, we got a special guest joining us today, man. Uh, you were nice enough to set that up. Uh, Chris Henderson and WSL draft wizard uh pretty excited to speak with him in a few so i think that uh uh casey current news man what's going on on the casey current front anything you're shaking your head there's nothing yep nothing from last week um 
just a lot of it is will we keep all of our eight picks or you know will we try to make them or, or trade for other picks i mean there's a lot of a lot of things the current can do but as of this moment um on wednesday as of the recording nothing has happened so we the draft is a week picks. away right it's a week from today yep it's the 12th so i think that uh what about, are we supposed to have a draft party with like queso and stuff are we supposed to celebrate it like most people do for drafts? We absolutely should. I mean, okay. This is a big day. It's a big day. We absolutely should celebrate. I do like a, I do like some snacks. Um, <laughs> hey, I asked understatement I asked, of the year, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to be good, man. Do you, you do you do resolutions or anything? I do not. Yeah, I do really not care about all that hubbub, huh? I, I you know I it's beneath you. If it's important enough, you know, you shouldn't, there shouldn't be a date to start, but Hey, sometimes oh. it's a little, little kick that people need. So it's just in straight white man hates your resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I say that, but I told myself I need to learn Spanish or at least build a Spanish foundation. So well, you are, you are dating someone who uh, very much has that as like almost their first language for God's sakes. It, it, it is her first language. It so. is. Holy yeah. shit. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I really should learn that, you know, after you would nine think years, so. after nine yeah. years, you'd think I would learn it, but she talks a lot of shit behind your back. I pick probably. up some stuff here and there. I don't blame her. <laughs> I, I keep hearing her say punto or something. I don't all know right. what that means. It's not appropriate. Well, we, uh, we all remember the, the sporting game years ago, right? Oh yeah. The sporting game. She talked shit to a uh, Hispanic player on FC Dallas or something. And yeah. she, she said some mean shit in Spanish to this man taking a corner kick and he turns around and acknowledged her. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, we don't know what she said, but <laughs> no, she told us it, it wasn't great. There might maybe a, a, a C word in there too. I don't know. It wasn't great. That, that sounds, sounds accurate. <laughs> sounds that sounds like it's in the ball in her wheelhouse. Oh Favorite shit, word. man. I feel that, uh, Dude, we are in January now, and that means preseason coming up, training camp, people getting fit, dude, NWSL draft coming. We're going to get new players, presumably. Uh, It's just, it's exciting. But I got to ask you, last week, did you have a good time at that KC Comets game? I had a blast. We had no other, we had an unofficial no other pod night at KC Comets. It was a blast. I didn't understand some of the things, like... (laughs) I thought somebody got an additional person for no reason, like a power up. Um, yep. I saw a red flag. I, I don't know if it was a challenge, challenge flag. Uh, Is it red or yellow? I, I think it was red. I, I was um, watching their away game in St. Louis. I think they threw a yellow and I was like, what kind of challenge is that? Is that a different challenge? See, I still don't know, but I had, a, I had a phenomenal time though. It, I, I wish I lived closer because if I did, yeah. I would go to so many more games. Yeah. We, we, we plan to, uh, and it's, it's a little bit of a drive for us, like 35 minutes or so, but <clears throat> kind of worth the drive when tickets are what they are. It's not like they're going to break your bank or anything like that. <clears throat> One thing I, I took away, though, I was just super, you know, we had the roster sheet, and I was super excited to hear this goal scorer's name, and I'm trying to find him on the roster sheet. Uh, he is on the roster sheet as the head coach, and he's like in a suit while all the other players on the sheet are in jerseys, and I was like, Oh my God. Goddamn playing coach. Like I, I had no idea that was a thing for some reason. So naturally he became my favorite player. So very cool. Is that the only like coaching staff 
to you know to simultaneous simultaneously be a player as well in in MASL? Oh, I have no idea. I I do know I, I was watching Kevin Ellis play a little bit uh, for St. Louis up there. He, he scored. That son of a bitch. <laughs> he scored on us. But I think that uh, I don't know, man. Being a coach and a player, I wonder how that would go over in the morale of the of the team, right? Like, uh, oh, of course you're starting because you're the coach. <laughs> There's got to be questions about playing time and, and formations yeah. and stuff if, you know, he's kind of dictating. Tough. Yeah. I know when I was the captain of mine and your soccer team, I, I definitely always made myself start. So <laughs> when I would like pick a lineup or whatever. You I also like, well, tried to get a captain's armband in rec soccer. I did. And then I realized they're not for people with like people who actually lift weights. So it was cutting off the circulation to my biceps <laughs> that I didn't see anybody else have a captain's armband or maybe they did. I don't it's, know. It's absolutely insane, bro. Nothing. It, I don't even know how it goes up here. It's absolutely tight. Look at the biceps. Just bulge out. Look at it. I feel like this is a premeditated conversation to, to show off no, your biceps. No, I just keep it up here with all my, all my work doilies and Funko pops. You know how it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, you want to kick it over to our, our draft guy? I, I think we'd be asked enough. What do you think? Um, cool, let's kick it let's off. Go. Let's talk to Chris Anderson. Coming right up. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. All right. Welcome back, everybody. As promised, we have a uh, very special guest here with us on Currently Today. Uh, if you're a women's soccer fan, uh, fan of the NWSL in general, perhaps you've seen this person uh, on social media talking about draft classes, mock drafts, and whatnot. Uh, writes, writes for a little site called Woso Independent, has an NWSL draft class cheat sheet out there. It's uh, at Chris underscore A-W-K. Chris Henderson, how are you, man? Chris, thank you so much for being here. 
yeah, no problem. It's it's a busy week, but it's an exciting week as well, just because we're getting so close to the draft. And and it seems like every couple of days we get we get more players entered. So it's busy, but it's also super exciting around this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. This we know that the uh the NWSL draft never gets the the coverage it deserves. And and sometimes, uh like last year, they just use all their timeouts and uh <laughs> <laughs> it takes forever, and, and it's uh, it's quite the process. But referring to you, um, you put together a lot of content and information out there about the sport of women's soccer and on WoSoIndependent.com. Um, how long have you been doing this? What what got you into doing it? Um, and and yeah, what 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 kicked this off for you? Yeah, so I was the team manager for the University of Georgia women's soccer team. Um, in in 07 and 08 so that's like an eternity ago um but like basically you know as i'm guessing a lot of people realized the coverage of women's college soccer in the media was really bad back then um you know even coaches acknowledged it so you know basically after that i kind of got the idea well why don't i try to you know improve the coverage a little bit you know having having been on the inside a little bit so i started writing for all white kit Again, an eternity ago, uh, my my boss at the time, Jenna Pell, just basically let me do anything I want. So that was great. Uh, and then I've just kind of bridged off of that, doing doing pretty much anything I can think of um, with women's college soccer. Um, I've had a lot of help from people that know, you know, stats, and then have hooked me up with advanced stats as well. Um, but you know, it's kind of bridged towards January being the money month where I, where I actually go to the draft live and hopefully, you know, get a chance to cover it live on the floor. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically that's kind of the evolution of it. It's, it's, it's a chaotic kind of month in January preparing. Um, but it's still better than it once was when they just kind of released the names, like the day of the draft and you were expected to kind of put everything together. Right. It's different now. Right. There's a little re- little respect on the league uh, these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy the draft is back, you know, at the convention at last year. They did it in December. I think like maybe like a week or two after the college season ended. And it was just a nightmare in terms of, you know, getting all that info out there, but also for the players, you know, whether they're deciding to sign up or not. And it was it was just not great and i'm glad they're getting the platform again at the convention because it's it's a great showcase for the league and, and the players coming to the league have you noticed an increase in draft coverage over the past few years with, with like more expansion teams and, and stuff like that i mean i think where the coverage is 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 kind of like with you guys you know being more team specific in terms of you know, covering their specific team and, and kind of looking at the draft from, you know, a very team-centric angle. Um, you know, in terms of there's just not like a lot of good coverage of the college game, if I'm being honest. So I'm not sure how much the coverage has kind of changed there. Um, but I think, you know, more and more fans are devoted towards individual NWSL teams. So I think they, they're they really excited and they're kind of looking at what their teams could do. Um, so I think it's kind of evolved in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. And you talked about how coverage is mostly team centric right now. So speaking of the Kansas City Current, we got, you know, three major additions in Gatra, Di Bernardo and Mimi Larson. What's your thoughts on, you know, the Kansas City Current's offseason so far? 
I mean, you, you say like three major additions, but I would count like it's to me, it's almost like five because if you're getting Sam Mewis and Lynn Williams back from injury, I mean, that's basically two huge additions right there. And we don't know. And, you know, we don't know with the U.S. Women's National Team how much time they would miss, you know, in the season going forward. But if they're healthy and they're productive, I mean, that's those are two additional big additions. But I think, you know, I mean, and kind of like on Twitter, like today, I've been looking at, you know, team needs for the draft and kind of where everybody's at, you know, as, as we kind of get closer to the draft. And, and Kansas City is in a good position. Um, I think adding DiBernardo and Gautreau, you know, to the midfield is really going to help out. Um, you know, they were, they were pretty strong there already with, with CC Kaiser and Loa Labanta. Um, but that's a really good central midfield group as compared to a lot of the other teams. Um, you know, I, I haven't really seen a lot of Mimi Larson, so I don't know what she can kind of provide, but it, it's pretty obvious she's going to be expected to kind of, you know, be a, a starter on day one on the front line. Um, I think the one thing, you know, I would say is losing Kristen Edmonds to, to free agency to Gotham. You know, that might be a little bit of a concern, but um, compared to some of the other teams that have lost, you know, a lot of big names, I think the current have done really well in the offseason. Good point. It, it's feeling strong um, as, you know, we're fans that, who just thought it'd be fun to talk about it via podcast, you know, and we're we're definitely enjoying all the pickups. I noticed you actually uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday and you were, you actually tweeted about Casey Current. And uh, you, you do this with a lot of teams saying what they need and what your uh, expectations are and your predictions and whatnot. Uh, you mentioned that they could use a right back, left forward, uh, center back and a third goalkeeper. So then you just mentioned you mentioned on there as well, Sam Mewis and Lynn Williams. So you say they need a little depth on the wing. So you're thinking Kayla Fisher as our first round pick at pick number 10. What uh, what can you tell us? about Kayla Fisher. Yeah. So Kayla Fisher, um, you know, she's a winger, uh, this play for Ohio state, um, pretty consistent, you know, throughout usually with wingers and center forwards, you know, with the college level, you have sometimes two or three good years, one kind of down year, just because college players are inconsistent. Um, but she's been pretty consistent throughout. I think, you know, generally speaking, I think she, she, you know, my, my little measure, the Pegasus measure, um, you know, which I use via Instat, um, you know, I think it's a little lower than some of her past numbers, but I think she got a lot more help. So even though that number is a little bit lower for her senior season, I think, you know, she played pretty well, um, saw a conversion rate, creates a lot of chances, really good dribbler. Um, I think the one worry, you know, I would I would kind of say, um is her passing completion numbers are a little bit low um you know at 62 percent you know usually you're looking at around 70 or higher you know for the very very top tier um you know at college level but you know in, in terms of dribbling scoring um creating chances she's really solid i think you know I, I really think there's three kind of big wingers you know kind of in this class penelope hawking who's not going to be available in all likelihood when kansas city picks um, Alexis Spanstra also probably not going to be available when Kansas City picks. And then Kayla Fisher is kind of that third big name. I'd probably put like a, a late first round, early second round grade on her. Um, I'll also say, you know, Kansas City does need a right back. Uh, I think if Shaylin Hubbard drops to 10, I think she becomes an option there. Um, just because there's not really a lot of right back depth right now with the names that have been released. But I had Hubbard in my mock draft going 
you know, kind of to Louisville at four. Um, so I'm not really sure if she's going to last to 10. Um, and I think Kansas City, they may try to look defensively, you know, with some of their later picks. But I think Fisher's a really good fit at 10 for them. Yeah, no, for sure. You mentioned, you know, defense is a huge need. Uh, Chris and Edmonds is gone. We have eight players, um, you know, eight defenders. And I think we have a lot of potential, but just taking a look at starting day one, you know, there's a gap there. Do you think there's any chance that Reyna Reyes or Harris could fall to 10? Uh, there is no way Reyna Reyes is slipping ahead. I don't think she's slipping past three. Okay. Uh, I would be really, really shocked if she slips past three. Um, you know, on my board, you know, there's an argument to be made. She's the best player on the board. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I really have kind of a Hawking, Rays, Madrill, um, you know, Spanster. They're all kind of on the same level with me. Thanks for Alyssa Harris. You know, it's kind of interesting. I think she could slip to 10 conceivably. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, center backs are always really weird in the draft process because I usually have center backs, you know, really, really high on my board just because I think they have a lot of value, but teams don't really value center backs. Um, you know, kind of as first round talents, unless they're kind of top three, top four. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Jalissa Harris slips to 10. And then, you know, you basically have a decision to make, you know, are you going to take Harris at 10 uh, and then hope that at 15, you know, somebody like Kayla Fisher is still on the board. I think, you know, if Harris slips, you know, beyond then, I think Kansas City, they may well Still take Fisher at 10, gambling on the fact that Harris slips into the early second round. I wouldn't be shocked if they maybe put a package together at 15 and 18 with their picks trade up, you know, to maybe 12 or 13, take Harris there. Um, I think in my in my, in my mock, um, you know, at 15 or 18, I might have Kansas City taking somebody like Sydney Collins. Uh, I think I think the thing with Collins is that she's really good at keeping possession, great pass accuracy. So I think. You know, if Kansas City wants to keep a little more possession, and I think they may be going towards that direction because you're bringing in Di Bernardo and Gatro in the midfield, I think Collins is a really good fit. You know, and if they get her in the second round, I think you know it's a pretty good value there as well. So much good information. I uh, <laughs> I love it, man. There has someone's got to do this. Someone's got to talk in WSL <laughs> draft, and I love hearing that. Uh, you know, Chris, we have, we have uh, Casey Current have eight draft picks. They also have. 22 players on their roster how many picks is casey current taking realistically i mean there it, it, it kind of depends on if they can find trade partners i mean like you said they have a lot of players on the roster right now and a lot of picks um there's a couple ways you can kind of think about this uh you know you can trade some of those picks uh i think next year you know, there are some solid players next year. So, you know, you might want to perhaps trade for, you know, a second or a third round pick next year as well. Uh, something that, you know, I would think about doing is maybe using some of those later picks on players you can draft and stash, you know, potentially keep their rights uh, while they play in Europe. Um, you know, I think there are some international players, you know, that aren't going to get a lot of, they probably aren't going to get a lot of, um, you know, consideration, you know, for, for a roster right away. 
Um, but, you know, look at a player like perhaps, you know, LSU's got a couple of players like Brandon McPartland or Wasilajwara Sawale, um, you know, who, who, who have potential. Uh, I'm not really sure they can stick on a roster right away, um, but maybe you take them, you, st- you basically keep their rights while they play in Europe, you know, for a couple of years and, you know, potentially down the line, if they're interested in coming over, you basically bring them, bring them over there. It's, it's something I don't see a lot of teams doing in, in the NWSL right now. It's something that's done a lot in the NBA. Um, but I mean, if you're basically deciding between taking a domestic based player that probably isn't going to make the opening day roster, um, or, you know, potentially a high ceiling player that can play internationally, uh, I would look towards the international route. I don't think a lot of teams are doing it, um, you know, but it's something that I would think about doing. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see where Casey goes, because like I've said, they've got a lot of roster depth and, you know, there's not an immediate need to just stack the team with eight players that are going to have to contribute right away. Yeah. And, it, you know, you mentioned trading up or, you know, trading down. Is there any like precedence? regarding like trade value for picks like i know in the nfl you know there's like trade charts and stuff like that is there anything similar in the nwsl or is it just kind of uh dependent on the front office and how they value their picks it depends on the front office i mean the one thing i gotta say as a disclaimer is that with a lot of my projections you know I, i'm thinking of front office in the nwsl as rational actors but we've seen <laughs> You know, that, that the front offices of many teams are definitely not rational actors and making, you know, odd picks or odd trades. I think in, in if you're talking about valuation, I think the big thing instead of trading picks, you know, for other picks has been trading like, um, I don't know the technical term for it, but money. Uh, you know, you, that, that, that's used for international players and for big name American players in contracts. You know, um, that's kind of the bigger thing where teams will pay, you know, 100 $200,000 for, um, you know, a pick. Um, so I personally, I would rather trade the picks instead of the money. Um, but I think that if we're going to see big trades, you know, for, for teams moving up or moving down, I think that money is going to come into play more than necessarily picks. Makes a lot of sense. Actually. I feel that, uh, uh, you know, Chris, we have, uh, we're in, we're in the Kansas area kind of KU Mizzou territory. Uh, we're both big KU guys. Um, are there any players who could be selected from KU or Mizzou? Uh, Chris had noted that Ryland Childers is on your big board listed at 15. Um, what can you tell us about Childers as a player? Yeah, she's a really interesting player because she kind of started a career at the University of Missouri at Kansas City. Um, you know, kind of a low-level D1 team was outstanding there, ended up transferring to Kansas. And, you know, usually it kind of, it can kind of go one of two ways, you know, the player moving up, you know, to a power five team from a lower team, just kind of, you know, they see their stats kind of diminish a little bit. Um, but then, you know, with her, it's basically the opposite. She really flourished, um, you know, her, her conversion rate, you know, in terms of scoring, what was out of this world as compared to a lot of the other central central mids in this class. Uh, I think she's, um, you know, tied for second in terms of pass completion, so 78%, um, you know, which 
you know, if you're familiar with the college game, Claire Robbins, exact same pass completion percentage. So, you know, very good comparably. Um, and I think the one thing, you know, that really, that really lets her shine is she's pretty good defensively as well. You know, over 50% in all of the major categories, um, you know, defensively, um, which is definitely not assured, you know, if you're talking about center mids at collegiate level. Um, so, you know, it's funny you mentioned her because she was actually one of the names I was looking at for, you know, either the 15th or the 18th pick, uh, you know, for Kansas City. So I think it makes a lot of sense there. Uh, I don't know if she's going to slip that far because I, I think she grades out really well. And I think she's a player that could end up going at some point in the second round. But I think, you know, it's an easy pick, uh, you know, if she's available for Kansas City at some point in the second round. I am pretty fortunate in the, the fact that I live in Lawrence. So I go to all the KU games that I'm in town. And when I watch her, she is, you know, she's she's different. Like when you watch her play for KU, she's just one of the better players on the team for KU. Um, she's smoother. Like you mentioned her, her completion percentage. It, it, and it really shows when you watch her on a game in and game out basis. And she has, she has a sister that plays on KU as well. And uh, you know, I, I think if she could stay in Kansas, I think that'd be a really cool story. So I'm hoping uh, that the current, you know, don't, don't let her sit around for too long. Um, but Taking a look at, you know, this year to previous year's draft, what are some of the strengths and weaknesses of this year compared to last year, just for just for context? Yeah, I think last year, you know, it's kind of a really gifted class where you had, you know, a handful of players like Germa and DeMello that were able to come in like right away and be really, really good. Uh, I don't think this class kind of compares in that respect. Uh, I don't think you're going to have, you know, anybody from this class coming in and, you know, being first team all NWSL right away. Um, that's not to say there's not talent in this class. I think, you know, every class has talent if you know where to look. Um, it's just that in this class, you know, positionally, there are some positions that are a lot stronger than others. I think this is a really good class for center backs. Um, you know, in addition to Emily Madrill and Sydney Collins, you've got, you know, Julissa Harris, which we talked about a little bit earlier, but you've got also got players like Talani Barnett, who I think would be great value in the middle rounds. Um, so I think, you know, center back's really good. I think, you know, center mid attacking mid is pretty good as well. Um, you know, there's some good center forward and winger prospects, but some other positions are pretty weak. Um, you know, right back, I've kind of gone on about this a lot. It's really Shailen Hubbard at this point and, and almost nobody else. Uh, it's not to say there aren't going to be prospects at right back that declare for the draft or on kind of on, on the list that we kind of look at later, but right now Shailen Hubbard is really the only right back on the list that I have a draftable grade on, um, you know, left backs a little bit better. You know, you've got Ruby Diodati and Cecily Stout, um, you know, who are, who are pretty solid, um, you know, but there's not a ton of depth there either. Uh, and then kind of defensive center mid, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a blur, you know, there, there are some decent prospects who I think could be, could do a job in the later rounds, but there's no one overwhelming player. Uh, and then finally, goalkeeper. Um, I don't think anybody in this class is going to be a, a starter in the NWSL. Um, I think the two names to look at right now probably are Lauren Kozel and Ashley Orcus, uh, who I think, you know, plus level backups, you know, they, they can make a roster and have a nice career. But, you know, I, I don't think, you know, their ceiling kind of grades out 
with kind of the top level prospects. Um, and if, if, you know, we've seen, you know, for example, the thorns, you know, you don't have to take a goalkeeper like in the, in the second or third round, you know, to have somebody that's a reliable starter day in and day out. So, you know, I don't think there's going to be a goalkeeper taken probably until, you know, rounds three or four um, and probably not too many overall. Well, you answered our goalkeeper question because, you know, we don't have a <laughs> we don't have a third a third stringer. So we're uh, the, the teams need a third stringer. I guess I should ask that. Is that something you think we're looking for on draft day? Well, definitely, you know, if, if you kind of take into account 80 French potentially making, you know, the Women's World Cup team for the U.S., you definitely we need hope. a third stringer there. Um. You know, and, and I think the thing with Kansas City, you know, I would usually say, you know, if you don't have that glaring, super, super glaring need where you absolutely need a starter um, or you absolutely need a second stringer, um, you know, basically wait until the draft's over and get a developmental prospect because you can get an undrafted free agent that can serve a third goalkeeper role pretty well. Uh, the thing with Kansas City, though, is they got a lot of picks, you know. I wouldn't be shocked if they used a third or fourth, fourth rounder, you know, on a third goalkeeper, just because they have so many mm-hmm. picks they can actually afford, um, you know, to do that. Who's it, who, who is it, who is it going to be? I don't really know. Um, you know, I don't really see anybody from kind of, you know, the Kansas area necessarily, uh, you know, in terms of hometowns um, looking at it. So, you know, if Orcas or Kozel are still available, um, you know, in rounds three or four, you know, Megan McClelland out of Rutgers is another name, you know, that I think might, you know, get attention in the later rounds. Um, but it's it's really kind of, you know, up to the preference of of the team goalkeeping coaches, whoever they kind of put a good grade on. For sure. You, uh, I forget that AD French could absolutely be sliding into that national team. That's exciting to think about. Uh, Chris, are you uh, are you a primary fan of any any uh, NWSL team yourself? No. Um, so I grew up mostly in Atlanta. So I was like a fan of the beats, um, you know, and, and WSA was like way before my time. But I was a fan of the team that called themselves the beaten WPS, which had very, very little in common with with the really good team, the WSA. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not really close to any. Well, I guess I'm close to the Red Stars, um, who I guess are like two hours away from where I'm at. I'm in Indiana, but. Um, I don't really have any kind of loyalty at this point towards a specific NWSL team. Well, if you need one, man, Casey Kern are doing big <laughs> things. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll take you in. Yeah, I think a lot of people are <laughs> going to be hopping on that bandwagon over the next few years. Because, <laughs> like you said, uh, you know, they're definitely making a lot of big moves right now. Yeah, totally. Uh, Chris, you have anything else for Henderson? Oh, absolutely. So, so, you know, is there a player when you're doing all your prep and, you know, um, and everything, is there a player that you feel like is really raw, but in the right system under the right structure, they could, you know, a, a team can harness that ability. Mm, good question. Um, probably a couple. Um, so, you know, one of the players I really like, um, you know, is at LSU from Ghana, Wasilla Dewarasowale. Um, you know, I think I mentioned earlier about players you could potentially stash overseas. Um, you know, she started a career with Lamar, you know, out of Texas from the, from the Southland Conference, ended up going to LSU and, you know, was really, really good as a senior. 
Um, you know, not very flashy passer. I don't think she had a key pass the entire season, but, you know, she was tied for the highest or close to the highest, you know, overall pass completion, um, was highest in dribbles, very solid defensively. Uh, but she doesn't have like four years of power five experience, like a lot of the other players. Um, so, and the, and the problem is, you know, she consumes an international slot. I wish the league would do something about that in terms of, you know, making it a little more flexible, maybe having like a flex slot for somebody that's that's in NCAA soccer for like three or four years. Um, but she's someone that I think, you know, has a lot of skill that could be developed. Uh, you know, whether it comes in the NWSL or not is kind of up for debate. Um, I think Messiah Bright, you know, is another player that I think is going to go in, in in the middle rounds, maybe even go into like the late first round. Uh not really, not really kind of a metrics darling. The metrics don't really like her. Or they just, they, they, they've liked her for two seasons. They don't like her for two other seasons. Uh, I think in the right system with the right coaching, if they get her to play consistently, she can be one of the best players kind of at center forward in this draft. Uh, and then one of the players I really like is Carly Giamona out of Pepperdine. I think I had her going like late in the first round in North Carolina. Um, just a, a really good player in terms of chance creation. I think she had the top, amount of chance creation and it wasn't even close you know for a center mid um you know really good playmaker um and i think you know somebody if she can offend at the next level which is kind of the big question uh i think she's somebody that has a really high ceiling in that given the right weapons which north carolina has some like carolyn diana ordonez um i think you know she could be somebody that really pops you know from this draft class that's, that's a lot of great information there. <laughs> um, you know, you mentioned players you like. Is there, did you, you know, did you, do you have a favorite player through this whole process that you really like? Like a pet cat kind of a thing? Um, <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a term for, you know, uh, a player that, you know, might not have gotten the attention it deserves or they deserve, so. Sorry, yeah, I mean, I think this, I think the 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 answer usually is whoever, you know, basically, uh, you know, praises me on Twitter, you know, because I do get a lot of parents basically saying, you know, they they love me on Twitter and the coverage I preside and provide, um, you know, but but I've got a soft spot for you know uh, Nicole Douglas, you know, at Arizona State, who's who's kind of on top of my board. Um, you know, for, for center forwards, I think, you know, if she stays in the NWSL, um, I think she, it's a huge coup, you know, just because if you look at a player, like if you look at, you know, some of the past English players that have gone on and played in the NWSL, like Rachel Daly, Leah Galton, who did, is doing big things with Manchester United. I think, you know, Douglas can be that type of talent. Um, so I think keeping her in the NWSL would be a huge kind of coup, uh, and then, you know, being a Georgia alum, I got to say Abby Boyan and, and Cecily Stout, um, you know, hope big things are ahead for them because I think they should both be drafted, you know, based on talent. But I think they could both stick in the league for a while um, because they both have a, have, a, have a fair amount of talent. Yeah, so <laughs> some players keep an eye on there. There's a trend of college players going directly overseas. Um you know, Fischl did it last year, uh, you know, this year. And I know I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Marika Min, uh Reyes joined Tigris. 
um, straight out of uh, UCLA. Do you see that being a trend that should con- or that will continue? I think it will continue. I mean, you know, I don't think it's going to be like a mass exodus where every single you know American top level talent goes overseas. But I mean, it's the reality. You know, every player has you know different goals. For some players, you know, staying in America and playing in the domestic league, you know, was great. But others, you know, they want to play in the Champions League. You know, they want to play for a Chelsea or Manchester United or Juventus. You know, they want to basically, you know, go to Europe. Um, I think somebody was was kind of talking today in, in my um, in my replies, basically saying that Jade Revere, uh, you know, was rumored for Manchester United. And Jade Revere, if she was in this NWSL draft class, would probably be, you know, a top three pick. Um, so... It's really something the NWSL is going to have to compete with. I don't think it, I don't think it's a doom and gloom kind of thing that some people think where you know we're, we're going to see, you know, like MLS where you know where you see in the super draft, you know, basically, you know, rotation level talent or below. Uh, I still think there's going to be a lot of great talent coming through the draft. Um, I think the next two years drafts are going to be very very good for for top level talent, but. You know, you can't deny that there are going to be players every year that just go straight to Europe or go straight to Mexico and, and bypass the draft. Yeah. It, and last question for you, and then we'll then we'll uh, stop stealing your time. You know, pick ten. What player would fall that would cause the current fan base to just be ecstatic, like that we did not expect to be there? Can you see anybody falling? Um. Let's see. Alexa Spamstrom, maybe. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think she's going to fall that far. Um, but, you know, if you're talking about players that are exciting, that could drop that far. I think she could be it, maybe. I think maybe Clara Robbins. I think Chicago, if, they, if Clara Robbins is on the board at seven and Chicago doesn't take her, they're crazy. Uh, but at the same time, there may be some people worrying about Robin's age. She's, I think she's been around since like 2017, just because she's had knee injuries and the extra year for COVID Uh, that might scare some teams off. I think if she falls that far, I think if Spanster falls that far, I don't think they are, but if they do and they're at 10, I think Kansas city is going to be doing backflips because that's basically mid round talent falling to the end of round one. Uh, and then the thing with Kansas City is there's not going to be any immediate pressure for them to come in and basically, you know, start right away. You know, they can basically be eased into things because Kansas City has such a loaded roster. And I think a lot of people really discount fit in terms of, you know, who is successful and who is not successful. But if history has told us anything, you know, fit really matters when you get past that very, very top level of talent. You know, the wrong fit can really, really hurt a player's career, but the right fit, you know, basically can't can reap a lot of dividends for these players that go into situations that really benefit them right away. Chris Henderson, you have been more than knowledgeable and, and gracious with your time, man. We really appreciate it. Um, where can people follow you? Is it, uh, is it just a Twitter or are you super cool on Instagram or where are you at? <laughs> I'm not on the gram. Um, you know, basically Twitter is just about it. These days, it is C-H-R-I-S underscore A-W-K. In my profile, I have links to the spreadsheet, which I'm updating, you know, kind of as the NWSL releases more names. Uh, And I don't know if I think, I think I've got like a 
I've got, I may link to like the medium where I usually post my college stuff on the medium in terms of like mock rackets and stuff. But I'm going to post my mock drafts just because it's easier on there as well. Um, so check those out. Usually everything that gets updated is on the Twitter, like first and foremost. Also, I will say, you know, if you appreciate this, I've got a Venmo link there as well. Um, you know, I'll probably plug that, uh, you know, after I get done. Um, but, you know, it helps. Uh, you know, it's, it's not easy traveling, um, you know, for the, for the coaches conference and dealing with everything else. But, um, you know, if you're interested, you know, you know, chip in, pay tribute. Um, otherwise, you know, thank you for giving me a platform just because like you said, draft coverage, you know, needs to be better. And, and thankfully you guys are, are taking it seriously and, you know, letting me kind of do my spiel. No, for sure. We, like I said, we really appreciate it. Uh, I, I learned things today, so I'm definitely sure uh, people listening learned things today or watching. And uh, guys, go check them out at, at Chris underscore AWK. So, Chris Henderson, thank you so much, man. We'll uh, we'll let you go and hopefully catch up with you uh, another time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Well, there it is, my guy. Dude, thanks so much for setting that up. He is a whirlwind of knowledge about this stuff. I'm ashamed that I like don't know things, but I've learned today. And I've learned that I'm kind of excited for the NWSL draft, which a year ago I probably wouldn't have given two craps about. That man has so much knowledge. The second he just started going through players and, and yeah. you know characteristics and aspects and everything, I my mind was blown and I couldn't even like focus. Yeah. It, it was hard. He was coming up with, you know, he was dropping so much knowledge on us that I couldn't even focus on the task at hand. Well, it these players incredible. He would just name drop. He would name drop and I'd be like, well, hold on, I'm Googling, hold on. <laughs> and I, couldn't, I couldn't figure out who he was talking about. And then we asked about Rylan Childers. I was like, oh, no, it's from KU, right? Let me Google her real quick. Oh, he's already talking, shit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough, man. But there's you came up with some really good questions there to throw at him. And uh, I'm just so happy he was gracious enough with his time because um, he sounds super busy. There, I mean – Last night he was putting his big board together. I know because I was following his Twitter. I was What's that mean? Twitter, Tell like, me what crazy. big board means. It's a list of your top players ranked in order of, you know, the quality and what he believes they are. So okay. he put together his big board. Um, he also, it's a downloadable spreadsheet or you know, accessible spreadsheet. And he has it bro- broken down by, by position groups. I mean, I have been following him for, for a few years now. And I honestly cannot think of a better follow for nwl nwsl draft coverage and he also it's not just draft coverage too he he does you know uh team breakdowns um he talks a lot about the free agent so if you want a one-stop shop for all that stuff i mean he is a great follow and if you're so inclined you know chip in a few bucks if you really enjoyed it and you thought um you know you thought that information was really valuable I, I loved everything he brought, man. Um, just you got you have to be knowledgeable to talk about this kind this this corner of the sports world, women's soccer draft, and then 
take it a step further, college women's soccer. Dude, people don't know names from that. And that's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate we don't because it's not this overhyped college sport like football or basketball, right? Or even baseball at times, looking out prospects to the majors and whatnot. But he knows them. He knows the people. And and we should pay attention, man. It'd be exciting to hear uh, who we draft and if it's someone he he mentioned and, and how right he was when we take such and such goalkeeper or something, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting and it and gets me a little excited to pay attention to the draft. And we'll, we'll probably talk about the draft a little more next week because it's, it's a week away. Yeah. And, you know, when we put this podcast together, um, we're just talking about, you know, no other pod and having a, a currently um, version of it. You know, we talked about one of the things we want to do is treat, women's soccer just like we would treat men's or any yeah. other male sport well, and one of the chris hold on if that's the case then i shouldn't give two shits about the draft <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying you might be the only person who does not pay attention to to uh mls draft though no one pays okay, attention, to that. I know attention to that, yeah. yeah but the nfl well, draft i'll pay attention when it's in kansas city because i want to be cool like everyone else paying attention <laughs> tucker's probably shaking his head back there but um whatever you know, i'll be the biggest fan <laughs> <laughs> but you know we wanted to bring attention to the you know women's uh to the women's draft and that was one of our goals from day one um danielle from the blue crew when we had it you know our interview with her she said just treat them the same you know and that's you know with reaching out to chris and giving you know he gave us his time very graciously that was our aim is to provide draft coverage to, to these women who people might not even know their name. You know, some of these players might not even be drafted, um, but they, sh- they should or they deserve to have their, you know, people talk about them as a player. Um, and, and I'm really excited. I, I learned so much by that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again, maybe a few times to catch all the names. Um, there's just like, so much like listening to yourself. No, I'm going to I'm going to fast forward past myself. <laughs> I'm going to scrub yeah. through it. Yeah. Oh man, I I feel that uh, ah, so much good info, and uh, been doing it a long time too. Really tried to really tried to get some personal shit out of him to see who he follows and, and supports. I, I and he's true true independent there. True, he's a machine. Does, he doesn't he doesn't have time to support. He's a machine. That's weird to me because I feel like if someone called me up and was like, "Hey, really love your podcast. You're doing great work. Do you want to come? Uh, you want to come big time?" You want to come do, you know, a league wide podcast. It'd be tough to stay like neutral. You know what I mean? Because my fandoms, you can do a fa- it. I have Look a favorite at your team. Arm. Look at your buddy, arm, buddy. I got a favorite team in every single league, my friend, uh, from Syria to Liga Un to La Liga, Liga Emeki. I got I, I got a jersey for all these teams. I love them. Uh, I just I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people stay neutral in that business. So but luckily we're on KC sports network, man. And we're allowed to, you know, talk about our fandom along with all the other great shows and stuff. What I liked is, is, you know, he talked about some of the strengths in the draft and that was center back and, you know, and forward. And those are two things that, you know, we could use some depth on. So yeah. it kind of, uh, it, you know, it really seems like we're in a, a good position that fate has just aligned up to where, you know, the positions we need, there's more depth at. So, um, 
I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm really excited. I just, when we record this podcast next week, we may not even have some of those picks, you know, we may trade uh, them true. for a veteran player or, you know, package them and move up or move down. I don't know. Yeah. Package some picks or, or I mean, cause we're not going to get rid of any players for any picks or anything like that. Um, that just doesn't sound logical at all. Right. I know some people do that, right. They trade players yeah. for picks. Oh yeah. Unnecessary. Doesn't seem necessary at all. Okay, buddy. Well, you want to, should we wrap this up? You done? I'm done. I got to go re-listen to it. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> well, shoot, guys, everyone. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to Chris Henderson. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, you can follow us online, Twitter, Instagram, at NoOtherPod, at Dan Couser, at ChrisWright21. Send us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Uh, we're always getting to people's questions and whatnot. Uh, I had a buddy text me today and was like, hey, Heard my name uncurrently last week. And I'm like, we'll keep those questions coming in then, brother. <laughs> we'll get to you every time. Uh, so anyways, thank you so much. This doesn't happen without you listening. And uh, more fun interviews to come as this offseason comes to a close in the next couple months. And uh, excited soccer on the horizon. So for Chris, I'm Dan. We will talk to you later. We love you. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.